Hello everybody and welcome once again to The Brink. Yes, we are back. We haven't forgotten about you or have we disappeared from the internet. You're probably thinking, oh, well, that was a nice little reboot. Only lasted a few episodes. Then bug it off again. But we are actually still here and ready to bring you an action-packed, bumper-packed episode filled with brinkalicious goodness that will just get you so excited you will burst. It has been two weeks since we were last on the air, so we have got a little bit of stuff to catch up on, so therefore we're going to bring you a bit of a special episode that might sound a little bit higgledy-piggledy, you're going to be listening to things going, that makes no sense, they said that, then they said they're going to do this and they're going to do that, and you'll think, what the hell have they been doing? But given it's been a couple of weeks... Been on the road, travelled to a variety of different places you are going to hear from a bunch of different people. We're not really going to have our regular segments in this episode. You're mainly going to hear from people, because I think that's what you want to hear from people, not just my voice. So in the last couple of weeks, since I have spoken to you, I have travelled right across the states. I've gone from Mexico up through to Atlanta, where I had the pleasure of staying with uh, former Survivor contestant Teresa T-Bird Cooper, competed on Season 3 of Africa, and her husband Glenn. So you're going to be hearing a little bit of snippets from my time with her. Then I was up into Tennessee, the Tri-Cities area, right near the border of Virginia, where I stayed with former Survivor contestant Tanya Vance from Season 5 of Thailand and her husband Todd. We also crossed the border into Virginia where we went and met up with the great big Tom Buchanan from Season 3 of Africa and Season 8 of All Stars. You'll hear from him. Then from there it was off to Nashville in Tennessee where I was uh, basically shared custody between former Survivor contestant. You can see a pattern here. Uh, Gretchen Cordy of course competed on the very first season of Survivor Borneo back in the year 2000 and her radio co-host Ryan Pluckerman who um, also had a bit of a chat with me. I had the pleasure of going on their radio show each morning when I was there in Nashville and uh, had a lot of fun. And from Nashville, it was uh, north to New York City, where I'm currently recording this for you right now. And uh, on that note, you will hear from former Survivor contestant, you guess I was going there, Billy Garcia from Season 13 of Cook Islands, as well as a, a bit of a surprise guest who I had uh, basically in uh, meeting her on a plane and uh, then sharing an Uber ride with her into the city. So uh, you're going to hear a lot. Again, there will be bits and pieces of this episode which may not make sense. I may be promising things that don't actually happen in this episode, but you will enjoy hearing that. And no regular segments this episode. You're just going to hear from the people. So instead of me talking, I'm going to shut up and you're going to have a brinkaliciously good time. So being here, learning a whole bunch of southern customs, I guess, and everything else in between. And as I mentioned, of course, staying in the house of a former survivor. Now, I mentioned before... Staying in the house of a celebrity, uh, you know, by many many people's eyes, T-Bird is a celebrity, but we were mentioning going out to dinner before. There's the first time in my entire life I've ever been to a restaurant where they've got like a celebrity wall and, uh, you know, here I am heading out to dinner with somebody who's on the celebrity wall. Um, you know, I, I would be intrigued to think that, does that not entitle you to some sort of free food or something or free something given that you are on that wall up there next to some other big names? Yeah, well, I guess it didn't work out tonight. <laughs> did you did you ever did you ever use your celebrity back in the day when you were kind of you know having T Bird Cooper Day and all these sort of things and getting the key to the city? Did did you ever you know try and swindle something out of it? No, no, not even no, once. No, 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 no. Because Ben, for me, as a matter of fact, and I can tell you this story when I met my husband, who we've been married now almost five months. When I met him. 
I never mentioned anything about Survivor because that would be it would be like you when we went tonight. You said, did you did you point this out to your husband when y'all first time y'all came to eat here because he's been there to eat before? And I'm like, no, that would be that would be cheesy. Who would do that? Did you did you? Did you? But so so when I met Glenn, finally I don't know how long we had gone out and dated before he finally said it. He asked me about being on the show because he never watched it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how he had heard about it. I don't even know because I never mentioned it because that would be cheesy. So I, I don't know if you ever watched Friends, but there was that episode where Joey was, um, he was trying to get his face up on, like, the wall. And he eventually did, but he, he wanted it to be positioned because he was taking a girl out to dinner. So he was, he was like, sit me near the table, and he ended up getting there, but the girl just did not pay, because he was trying to, you know, impress her. So, like, I thought maybe you could have taken Glenn out and been like, oh, look, there's the pitch, you know, trying to impress him, you know, like that. No, that didn't. And Survivor hadn't impressed him at all. <laughs> if, if anything, it's been more of an aggravation, but he's been a trooper as far as second chances, helping with my campaign. He didn't help with the campaign. He ran the whole campaign. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, T-Bird, you didn't get on. But, but it, wasn't be <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't because... The next time, he's not running your campaign. No, no, it, it also say it wasn't, anyway. it wasn't because he didn't work on it. Day, I, mean, he did, I mean, he did everything. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, he was probably... Well, I was disappointed. He may have been just about as disappointed as I was because he worked so hard for the two weeks to get me out there. So he, he's been wonderful. All right. I just, I, I, we, we'll, bring, we'll ask Glenn a question over here quickly. Glenn's here. Glenn, welcome to the brink, first of all. Hello. Hello. Now, um, now surely that is kind of impressive to, to be able to go to a restaurant though like that tonight to, to, you know, be like, I'm married to a girl up there on the celebrity wall. Um, yeah, but, you know, if you know... T-Bird, the way we all know her, she's she's not like that, you know. She's she's not like, hey, look at me, you know. I did this or did that. She's uh, she's a very genuine person that uh, you know, kind of her actions kind of speak everything, mm -hmm. and she she cares so much about people. So um, no, she's very humble. Totally trying to big wig you guys up here a bit tonight, but it's you're very humble down here in the South, aren't you? It's 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 the Southern way. It is a little bit, but you know, getting back to what you were talking about when we first started dating, she didn't tell me she was on Survivor or any of that, and I kind of discovered that. But she drove this car, and it was painted on both sides. I was on Survivor, <laughs> and you know, and I, it, it was after about three, four months. You know, I, I asked her about that. And she did admit, yes, I was on Survivor. <laughs> now that's, that's where she's trying to talk herself up to impress you. you know? Yeah, and inside the house, there's, this, there's Survivor signs everywhere. So I thought that was a lot. So I did ask her about that. <laughs> and honey, you didn't mention that it was a T-Bird. That all the signs are owned. The car was a T bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then literally, you still have the T bird. But T bird has the T bird. So, so, yes, it's true. She did not tell me, but I did eventually ask her. About and, and had you watched? Like, did you watch Survivor back in the day when she was on? Was it something saw, you did watch? I saw, I believe, the first two seasons, ah. and I, I, I guess I lost interest in the show. I, right. I don't know. You, you know, saw T Bird I, on Africa, and thought, "No, I don't want to say her." No, I don't think I, <laughs> I. I think I think the show lost me before that. Whatever I was into, I I, I don't know. If and it, have you gone back and watched her since you've been with her? Oh yes. And yeah. what did what did you what did you think? And, and actually, since we've been together, um, I've watched uh, pretty much every episode of you know every season for the last. I guess five years. Yeah. So, and I love the show now. I, I love it, and certainly love her season too. Now, 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 you've gone and grabbed the DVD. The way, the way it happened was <laughs> was after you know we got to know each other after a while that I 
finally thought I need to pull out the DVD, the Survivor DVD, which I did and said, you know, honey, when I'm flying, when I'm out of town working, maybe you could watch some of this. Mm -hmm. And so I kept looking and wondering where it was. Finally, I found it. The dog had chewed the whole thing up. <laughs> Look, he doesn't even know what he's got here. Yeah. One of them was missing. It was locked. It was in actually another machine that he left when he was moving. I had to go find it to keep the collection together. But look at this. It's ripped the dog chewed the whole thing up. Now, now like, I, I don't know if we're going to have time. We might be able to watch a little bit of this tonight once I start recording this because I really would like to watch at least a little bit of this. You have not watched your season in how long? Never. Never. Since, since it originally aired at my mom's when it, we were all sitting around. So you know how you watch it once and you miss things because we were having a party every yeah, night? So you've never. Now, why is that? Why have you not? I didn't got, win. So is that, is that simple? You just can't uh, watch it? No, that's really not true. Well, I didn't win. That was true, but... Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it was over, and it was great. It, it just, it, I don't know. I'm not sure why. Well, I think you should hold that in your hand and get disc one out to at least yeah. watch the opening. But of you know what, Ben, I know you've talked to people that say they've never watched. Like, didn't you tell me John Carroll had never, I mean, mm. most people I know have never looked at their stuff. Well, you, you're talking about kind of, um, so for so people who know who I'm talking about, Kelly Wigglesworth, who was the original runner-up. She lost to Richard Hatch in season one. Uh, obviously, she's come back and played on Second Chance the season, which T-Bird should have been on. Uh, when I interviewed her for the very first time, I think back in 2012, she's literally living on a beach in Mexico, uh, and she said that she didn't even watch her season when it was on and never had and never watched the show since, and she was one of the most well-known people from the show's history, and I guess kind of as from a fan perspective, we just automatically assume you're going to watch yourself on TV and see how it all plays out, but uh, to kind of think that you haven't watched it now in, what, uh, 14 years? That, that's, cra that's crazy. 16 years. 16. Right? 16. No, but you know what? It's like this. It's like, have you listened to yourself in a tape recorder? And you Unfortunately, I have to. The, for, well, yes. okay, but for the first, when you first hear it, yeah. you're like, uh, that's, and then that's it. You don't want to hear it anymore. Because yeah. you, you, it's kind of, I'm sure, the same way. I know you've heard of... Um, actresses or actors that have done stuff that says they never look at their work because they're so critical of it. I don't think it's like that, but it's just it's just a weird to see yourself like that. So, so is it is it still strange? And I know obviously from a you know from our perspective and what I did with Survivor Oz, obviously you know we're contacting you know people like you who, as you're saying, haven't really. I mean, it's been so long since you've been on the show. Sometimes you're still involved in the fans community and doing things. Sometimes you just move on with your life. That was a great adventure. But is it strange to still have people maybe not in person, but at least online, reaching out to you and saying like, "I loved you on the show," or you know, all this and all that, and maybe particularly before second chances when you weren't sort of brought back into the spotlight did you find that weird for a while that people were doing that after all this time um uh, yeah survivors got such a strong following mm -hmm. i mean it's been so it's it's done so well as far as the the first big and reality show that stuck so you know it's 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 neat to be a part of of the grandfather reality that still is going on mm -hmm. so yeah it's neat for it's neat. for for our non reality TV fans out there, non-Survivor fans out there, um, and this is a question that I wouldn't generally ask on Survivor, I was probably, because it's not really for our listeners, but in terms of, like, requests, what's, like, the weirdest request a fan has ever sent for you, like, in terms of, is it something weird to autograph, or can you give my, you know, dog a phone call before you go to sleep because he really likes your accent, or something like that? Gosh. Oh, you know what's going to happen, Ben, tonight when I'm, when I'm laying in bed, I'm probably going to nudge Glenn and say so. I got it this, that's the one it was but right now because you put me on the spot to ask me I can't remember but I I know there's going to be something well I know what a fan was 
this isn't really a request, mm -hmm. but a fan um, I met somewhere, I don't know if it was on the airplane, you know, because I worked with CBS for about three years after the series, so it kind of kept it going for me down here in, in Atlanta. So I met up with somebody that went on and on and on and thought, God, I was the greatest player and, you know, this and that and this and that. And after this long conversation, I realized she thought I was Tina. Oh, wow. Which that happened a lot. <laughs> well, that, was a, that was a thing. Like people, Gosh. after Tina won in Australian Outback and season three came along, everybody was like, oh, here's the new Tina. Here's the new Tina. So did you just go, do you go along with that then? Oh, with people? Yeah, I do. Because I thought, you know, hey, Tina won. I could be yeah. compared to much worse. Yeah. But it is exactly why when... Africa started after the first like two or second day Brandon or somebody kept calling me Tina and I thought it, it seemed like he was doing it accidentally really but I thought since Tina won I kind of I need to separate myself from her so right playing, away yeah, yeah. I said just call me T-Bird mm -hmm. gonna, he's gonna keep calling me Tina yeah so that's really how it, it was a nickname in college but that's why I told him to start calling me T-Bird as opposed to Tina this, is, this, this might be a question, actually, that I don't know if I've ever asked you even on Survivor Oz. Where did the T-Bird nickname come from? Uh, just college. Mm -hmm. just no particular college. reason? No, I can't remember. Somebody, no, I can't remember why. It just, it just came from, and, and it just stuck? Yeah, and it just stuck. Right, okay. Well, you know, there's no, I thought there might have been a fun story, like you liked birds or like no, you had a... <laughs> no, I got nothing. I got nothing. No. Nothing. All right. Nothing. You can you can invent something about that after. I'll come up with a good one. Yeah. So you so just I guess uh, again for the, so you're you're still a flight attendant. You're still flying for Delta. Um, you get to do sounds very fun international routes when it comes to 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 Germany. You speak German and all that sort of stuff. So uh, you know good good lifestyle. You enjoy the job still. I love the job. I've been doing it for thirty over thirty five years. It, you know, and I married Glenn. Like I said five months ago, he loves loves. Did I say loves? I think you did say love. He loves to travel. And all the 35 years before I met him, I never traveled other than work. I just didn't have an interest. I wanted to be here on the farm. And then after I met Glenn and his love of travel, he showed me all over the world, Australia, mm -hmm. different places that I never, you know, thought about going to that he's taken me. So it's been a def definitely a benefit for both of us and a plus. Well, so, uh, you've shown me around your amazing land here as well, and you've been to Australia. Haven't been to Tasmania yet, but I'm sure you'll get there because there's, you know, plenty of things down there to, to enjoy. But, I mean, it, I mean, with the land you've got here and things you've got to do on this farm, I, I sometimes think you wouldn't even want to leave here, would you? Yeah, it's kind of hard, and it's getting harder because the first three years that Glenn and I dated, we did all these different trips together. Now um, Glenn started a sheep, sheep farm, so he's got a sheep operation going. So... Now we're so content being home that we kind of have to make ourselves say, hey, why don't we go somewhere or do something? So, yeah, that's a good problem to have, though. Well, I, I would happily stay here. You've got the, the cabin on the lake and the little cottage I've been staying in, this beautiful property. 102 years old is this house, I believe? Yep. It's built 1914, I think. That's incredible, incredible. Yeah. It's beautiful. And how many, how many acres is this property? It's 161 acres. Just a lazy 161 acres. Yeah. Yes. But you know it's never enough. Never enough. You, you, you can never have too much land. You know right. how that goes. Now, one quick little story that I want to say. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that now. We're going to say that to the final part of this episode so people have to stay tuned because we'll come back to that. But um, I just want to say, actually, right now, we're legitimately watching uh, the Atlanta Falcons playing on TV right now. We watched... Uh, Game 7 of the World Series 
last night. It's yeah. been a very yeah. good way to watch the sports. And uh, you, of course, are known for wearing the Atlanta Braves hat on. Uh, and, I mean, how would have you reacted last night uh, if that was the Braves at the 10th innings uh, after a rain delay, Game 7? Do you, do you think you'd still be uh, recovering right now from all the excitement? Uh, you know what? I was biting my nails last night, and I, I guess Glenn and I were pulling. I think all of us were pulling for the Cubs just because the they were kind of the underdogs. Yep. So I ended up biting off my nails, which, of course, I don't usually do that, and it wasn't even the Atlanta Braves. But Glenn and I are definitely expecting the Atlanta Braves to be in it next year because a really good friend of ours, uh, Brian Snicker, is the coach of the Atlanta Braves. He was named the coach he was the interim coach this summer, was named the, the full coach, I guess full coach, if you call that. What do you call that? Head, uh, head coach. Head, head coach. coach. Yep, yep. Brian Snicker. So we're really crossing our fingers that next year they'll be in the in the World Series. Now, that would be incredible. I mean, to have your good friend that would be up there, too. I mean, if it's your city, that's one thing that's fantastic. But a friend that's actually coaching them in the World Series, yep. how cool would that be? Fingers crossed. You heard it here first next year. The Braves are doing it. And you heard it here for the very first That's time. Right. Welcome to Virginia. Yep. You've been to Virginia? Virginia's like vagina. V- light, light vagina, exactly. You might recognise this man uh, from such shows as Survivor Season 3 Africa, Survivor Season 8 All Stars. It's Big Tom. It's me. It's Cannon. me. Uh, I'm in his house. How, how, how are you doing, Tom? I'm doing great. You're Good doing great? You're, uh, you're, you're telling lots of stories about Australia and getting nearly hit by cars and <laughs> hanging with the Supremes. And when, How long ago was that when you were in Australia? Too long. I need Too to long. go back. Yeah. So if you'll have me over, see, uh, that way I, I won't go with the Supremes. Yeah. They, yeah. they probably want me to, but <laughs> I'll just mean you'll hang. Yeah, well, absolutely. You can come along and I can show you our farm. Not quite as impressive as this, but, uh, you know, but we had you on the show, gosh, two or three years ago. I didn't need, I can't even remember how long ago it was, but I remember you said to me, please come and check out my farm and all that sort of stuff. Never thought I would ever get the chance, and I'm staying with Tanya. Of course, yeah, Tanya's still here. Um, and she said to me, Oh, you come along, we'll go visit Tom. So, and, and we're going eating. Where, what, what are we eating tonight? Where are we uh, going? A kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah, did we're going to. Did you eat kangaroo when you were in Australia? I, 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 I don't remember. We partied so hard. I, I don't know. I ate something. You could have. I hopped all the way to the bar and back. You could have eaten anything, and you don't even know <laughs> what the but, but now we got beef cattle. We keep about a thousand beef cattle. Yep, yep. And so. Uh, so we're going tonight to see where the beef. Where the beef? Right, right. here's most of the meat. Tanya and Tom, come in because we, we only saw the back of your heads a second ago when you were in the car. So come, come into the come into the shot here because we're going to show yeah. up the yes, yes, the yes. t-shirts. Tom's giving me one of his t-shirts here. Big Tom's tree cutting. Uh, do I have to say that in the, the Virginia? Yeah, the big, yeah, big Tom's tree cutting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does yeah, that, that fit in? Hell <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> but we wanted to at least introduce him on the video because we're, we're going to go eat some, some kank beef. And uh, taters, beef and taters, beef and taters, and uh, we're not going to be stupid, stupid, because we're going to eat, yeah. eat. All right, that was a terrible <laughs> accent. I just had to put in a quote there, a big Tom quote. It's a, it was either that or he's a Jew and he can't eat the ham. But I think <laughs> what was what was more appropriate with that situation. Anyway, let's go and eat. I'm going to shut up. So made the travels uh, a little bit further north from Atlanta into the Tri Cities area in Tennessee and uh, through to be joined for, I guess, her first time on The Brink. But, I mean, Survivor Oz wasn't our 
arm and umbrella underneath the brink anyway. Uh, from Season 5 of Survivor, you might know her from, of course, uh, the wonderful Tanya Vance. Tanya, welcome back to a show that I'm talking from. Hello. How, how, how's it going? How, how's it all been treating you this weekend having to put up with this random Australian staying in your house? It was very fun. It actually got me out doing stuff um, all weekend, which was fun. Except for today was kind of our lazy day. But got to see Big Tom, who I adore, and Bristol Motor Speedway, um, the Tennessee Vols. We went and watched Ben's first college football game, first yes. football game, period. Yes. And they won 55 to nothing, and he looked good in orange, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> I've been converted because the funny thing is, is I generally have a team, I guess, in every of the major league sports here and um i'll go along to other games even if i don't support them but i'm not one to i guess buy merchandise for teams that i don't go for i don't have a team in college football i was in georgia a week ago you know when t-bird and glenn could have easily converted me to georgia didn't even try so yes i've rocked up to a vols game i've worn orange and i've got my team and a decent team i think if they can win 55 nothing that's right and they beat georgia her team so that's maybe (laughs) maybe she knew better than to convert you Yes, yes, exactly. But I, I've enjoyed my time here. It's a, it's a nice area. I, I've enjoyed uh, Tennessee. So you're, you're born and raised here in Tennessee, of course? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, what is it about the great state of Tennessee that people who are maybe coming to America from Australia, you know, what, what can they experience in this state? I would say, first of all, uh, good southern cooking, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, the mountains, which are beautiful, especially right now the leaves have kind of started to fall off, but um, beautiful time of year to come, and the weather's great. Um, and the friendliness. The people here are so friendly. And when I lived in Florida, it you know, it's just not the same. And you can get a good glass of sweet tea and <laughs> some pecan pie and yeah. sit on your porch and have a fire. And it's just fun. I mean, it's it's just a different environment. It's more slow-paced. I've, I've enjoyed it. And, I mean, I generally find most Americans friendly everywhere I go. But, I mean, Southern Hospitality in Georgia here in Tennessee, it certainly has been, been very, very nice. And, I mean, the atmosphere at the, the game, just going back to that, like... I think Todd, uh, Tanya's husband, was saying 98,000 people at this game yesterday. And, and this wasn't even between, like, one of your rivals, was it? This is just kind of a, a team that you were, I guess, expected to beat, which you quite clearly did. Yeah, it was our homecoming game against a small Tennessee Tech. Um, but, yeah, when you get a, into the, some of the big rivals like Alabama, Georgia, you know, we've got over 100,000 people going. I think it's the fifth largest stadium mm. in the um, football world, so it's actually more than you get an NFL game, so it's pretty pretty fun. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of Todd, uh, Tanya's uh, husband has joined us. Say say good day to Australia, Todd. Hello, good day. Can, can you give us can you give us a shrimp on the Barbie impersonation? You've been doing it all weekend. Throw another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Sounds very, very Australian. Um, yes. Oh, very not. <laughs> very not. What about, can you give us a shrimp on the barbie? Oh, no. No, no. no. You, your face. Bloke. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's been, what has it been, 14 years since you were on Survivor now? It's 2002, yes. was it? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy to think that. And um, 
I guess, I mean, from my perspective, that's where I know you from. I mean, I love your season. Um, it's one of my favourite seasons. Greatest player of all time. Won your season. Blah, 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 blah. And you FaceTimed him the other night. I did, yes. Brian Hardick, for those uh, not familiar. But, of course, I mean, you're still, you're still so active, I guess, out there in terms of, like, charity events. And, I mean, you know everybody and all that. You go to, uh, obviously, the big one, Give Kids a World down in, in Florida. I mean, I, I know I've asked you this question before on Survivor Oz and people ask you this all the time, but I guess you never could have imagined that, after, you know, 14 years later from your time on a reality show where you only, what, lasted six days, that here you are still heavily involved in it. I mean, it still must be surreal sometimes to think that. It is, and I love the show. I love meeting the different people, and especially when you can give back to the different communities and do different charity work. It's awesome. Like, I... You know, I feel like I'm always helping out with one of the different organizations, different charities, and um, Survivor allows us to do that. And it's not just Survivor, it's Big Brother, it's Amazing Race, it's um, The Bachelor. I just think it's great that um, most of the people involved are giving and they truly want to come together and, um, you know, contribute to the communities, especially um, children's organizations and stuff like that. Now, now, Todd, did you watch her on Survivor? Were you aware back in the day when she, before, you know, you, you're obviously married to her now, but did you see her back in 2002? Absolutely. I watched just because she's a local girl. Right. And and what did you think of her on the show? I mean, actually, and have you watched it since, like, you guys have been together? Yeah, we watched the last few seasons. Have you, have you gone back and watched her season, though, again? Nah, I've just seen it the one time. Right. Do you, do you own it, Tanya? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could, you should make him watch it. Like you should, you know. Uh, my little cousin watched it, and he did not want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what well, are you scared to watch it? I mean, is that sort of the case? I mean, why do, why, why haven't you watched it since you've been together? Well, uh, when she gets voted off, there's no point in watching the rest <laughs> of it. That's, that's a good point. My but favorite person got voted off. Yeah, but, but how many how many times do you get to say you can watch someone with on, on TV, and then you know you go to bed with them later on that night? <laughs> It's <laughs> pretty amazing. Hopefully, he only says it one time. One time. Yeah, he's not like watching, uh, you know, all these different shows, and all of a sudden he's like, "Guess what, honey? I'm going to bed with her later on tonight." <laughs> that was that. Was that a good accent compared to his Australian one? Or I'm trying to learn the southern accent. Try to say, "Hey, y'all." Hey, y'all. That's that, better. Does that work? And, and by the way, Ben bought a cowboy hat today. Yes, yes I did. Good. I did. I did buy a cowboy hat. Not quite as good. We were looking at those like chimney sweep hats yesterday in uh, Cracker Barrel that we didn't quite buy. Did we? we had the mini cowboy hats too, didn't we? Why didn't we buy them? Uh. <laughs> I do have a picture just for your viewing pleasure. Yes, I actually haven't seen that picture yet. You're, it's pretty awful. <laughs> you're going to randomly tag me on that. I'm going to be leaving here. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Speaking of ass, are we going to learn about alcohol and ass on this episode at all times? Yes. <laughs> Your favourite song, Tanya? It is terrible. Don't listen to these boys sing the song. Yeah, all right. Well, well we promise we won't. Um, yeah, well, thank you for joining us. This is, of course, just completely random trash. Oh, Todd brought out a proper one here. This is, like, white and it's very rigid. Is this, is this like, made out of... What is it made out of? Plastic? It's not plastic, but it's... <laughs> like a wicker hat. A wicker hat. It's an official cowboy hat. Oh, an official cat. Like this is officially stamped by the Cowboy Association of Tractor Supply. <laughs> Tractor Supply. <laughs> All right, I'll take your word for it, guys. Thank you for uh, joining us on the break. Thank you for having me in your house for this weekend. And go Vols. Yes, go Vols. Go Vols. We, we, we can sing. Uh, we can sing Rocky Top. I think that Ben needs to close it out with Rocky Top. You're gonna have to start me off. I have to remember this. Um, 
Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah, see, once as soon as I started singing it, I, I went there. terrible. The wool bit's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Guys, thank you. Yes, we'll go back to drinking our champagne and <laughs> not singing. So, <laughs> gracias. No alcohol, De nada. Alcohol, <laughs> So, I'm here with Mike Warner. Now, you're uh, running here. So, tell me exactly what, what, what position are you running for, I guess you would say. I'm state. running for state representative in... in, in uh, in this case, it's everything is within the city limits of Clarksville. Okay. But then. normally, it, it includes uh, multiple counties just because of population. Sure. So, uh, in terms of if you get elected, what then? What's your position? What's your title? Basically, well, it would be state representative. State representative. Right. So, what are you? What are you standing for? What What are your platforms and policies that you're you're running for? Well, I'm running as an independent. I'm not. I'm on the ballot as an independent. I'm not. Democrat and I'm not Republican. I, I was Republican, but I repented. Okay then. Is, okay. It, is, that, is that because of Trump or no? No. No. no I, that's right. just five years ago. Right. Okay. I knew who Trump was then, but he wasn't him. Right. Pre-Trump. <laughs> Pre-Trump. Okay. So for I mean, for Australians, I mean, your elections are very different to ours. I mean, it's on a Tuesday. We vote on a Saturday, and you know, it's it's much different. I mean. And you don't have to vote, of course, in Australia. We have to vote. Right. So how important is it to you as an American to be able to come out and have your say and be able to have that vote, even though you don't have to vote? Well, it's, it's, it's critical. If you, uh, and if, well, I was back to the Army. Uh, and what, one of the things we learned in leadership school is, is that you can only expect what you inspect. And if the people aren't inspecting the government, then they have the government they deserve. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and so it's not all about just voting. I, I would like to see people that actually have to invest, investigate the people that are on the ballot. Here they have uh, D uh, for Democrat, R for Republican, and a lot of people just pulled the lever for, for a party. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whatever they're doing to them, uh, they, they, they've been, I call it brainwashed, but you can call it whatever you want yep, yep. Uh, to, to uh, signify with one of those two parties. Right. Uh, I, I believe that, that we should be operating under the rule of law, not the rule of whoever happens to be in charge today. Mm -hmm. uh, and no matter who they are as a leader, they should be responsible uh, for uh, upholding the law mm -hmm. and, and not just uh, pick and choose which laws to enforce. But if uh, any of us do it, we get go to jail. Okay, uh, the, uh, and, and that's the beginnings of the the very thing that we left when we left the crown uh, many moons ago. It's, it, it, we're we're actually trying to get back to the thing that we ran away from, and, and I don't think we're the better for it. So you're a lot of that. What you're just saying, you're standing for. So I'm seeing here: seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly. So if I'm if I'm going in there and voting for Mike Warren, is that what I'm going to get? If you That's get what elected, you're going to get. It's what I'm going to get. And in terms of the grand scheme of things, Trump, Hillary, you know, what's your? how do you think that's going to all play out today? Well, uh, like I said, I'm an independent. I voted uh, for none of the above. I voted for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Daryl Castle, you can write him in in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, 
we put in the signatures and the signatures uh, got invalidated uh, uh, more than half of them got invalidated uh, so he's not uh, not on the ballot but uh, he's the only guy who I believe honestly means what he says and says what he means right okay how are you feeling how do you think you're going to go in this do you, do you feel confident that you will uh, get elected I'm going to win you're this is win? my third shot third shot uh, I got 30 percent in 2014 mm -hmm. and uh, things have changed in my favor this year fantastic well uh, best of luck with it thank you very much for chatting thank you. to me Appreciate and uh, thank you for chatting to Australia as well. We've made our way here to Clarksville in Tennessee, which is probably about an hour outside of, of Nashville, and I'm sitting in the home of a very well-established and local celebrity radio host of uh, <laughs> Ryan Puckelman, uh, and it is election night right now. Ryan, first of all, welcome to the brink. Well, it's good to be on the brink. I'm excited. This is cool. You should be excited. We're the number one radio show in all of Australia. I mean, <laughs> you think you've heard of Hamish and Andy? Like, I mean, this is this is bigger than that. But it's it's election night right now. We are watching, as of right now, what could be the possibility of Donald Trump being the president of the United States. Did you ever think you would hear those words in your life as an American? You know, I if you would have told me that we'd be on the brink of electing a game show host. <laughs> As the as the president, I would have told you you're insane. But man, it's it's a different world. I it, people just seem to be angry about what I I don't I don't know. I mean, the the economy is turned around, but not apparently for everybody. And he seems to tell people exactly what they want to hear, whether it's true or not. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people are interested in facts. They're just interested in what they want to be told. And and they came out and they voted. Big numbers for him. It looks like right now. What time is it? We're at uh, like nine, almost ten o'clock, and it looks like it looks really good. Like he's going to win. And it's crazy as an Australian. I think, as I've told you, our perspective is: How the hell did Donald Trump even get this far? They're not going to elect him. It's all right. Clinton will be president. But this is real right now. This is so real. I think people are tired of like the same political speech and the same political talk and. The politicians' way of doing things—they're they're tired of of that model of of a, of a politician. So you've got this guy coming along, and he speaks very plainly, and he speaks—you know—telling uh, people the message that they want to hear. Like I can fix everything. He's promising everything, mm -hmm. and so can he deliver? Well, who knows? He has no no record, and I think that's what makes it easier for someone like him to say whatever because he has no political record. He can say whatever he wants, and no one can say, well, you, you didn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's – I think the fact, too, that Hillary Clinton's a very unlikable candidate. If you had a uh, – Bernie, if Bernie Sanders, let's say he was the, the nominee for the Democrats, I think Bernie Sanders would have slaughtered Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I don't think it's because Hillary's a woman. I think it's because she's untrustworthy. And the Clintons have always had that kind of uh, – Tint of untrustworthiness on them. Mm -hmm. Like if you had another female candidate, like Elizabeth Warren, who's a senator out of Massachusetts, I think she would have slaughtered Trump. But because only a very small percentage of people vote in the primaries, we're stuck with two horrible candidates. And now it's the it's the it's the race to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean. As you kind of said, I mean, people are yeah, thinking, you know, he's saying different things. He's never, you can't really compare him to mm -hmm. political office and things like that. But do you honestly think that if this continues and he wins, I mean, 
Do you honestly think he's going to ban Muslims? Do you think he's going to build a wall? Like, do you think he's going to be outlandish as he's saying is, or is he doing this to get the votes and he's going to get sworn in and just like, yeah, I was only joking about all that? I, I don't think he, he can, and I think he's saying those things because there's, there's a, there's a large chunk, and I'm not going to say it's the majority. There's a, a big chunk of people that aren't interested in reality. Um, and so they're very scared of, of things. They live their lives in, in fear. Mm-hmm. And he's capitalizing on that. The reality is, I mean, the odds of, of being you know, attacked by a terrorist and dying in a terrorist attack are slim to none. It's, it's a safer world now than it ever has been. But fear is, is an emotion that, that easily controls people. You know, that's why the, the news always gives you scary mm-hmm. teases. You know, they, they never say like, oh, st- stick around for the evening news. We're going to tell you a, a, a wonderful story about someone donating money to a charity. No, they tell you something in your house could be killing you. Find out what it is yeah. because keeping people scared keeps them coming back for more. It's easy to control scared people. Those damn media people. Like, <laughs> seriously, when will they learn, Ryan? This disgusts me. Even in America, it's like the media. Like, what's wrong with them? Um, I, I mean, yeah, sort of, we'll know in this episode, you're listening to it now, you'll know who's obviously won the election. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. But I, I was just saying to you, scrolling through my Facebook feed, like everybody's like acting like this is impending Armageddon, you know, Trump's in and trust this guy with the nuclear codes. And it's just... For outside perspective again even myself personally as an Australian like how did this happen but I think you've explained it very well I mean we're, we're right now in Tennessee mm-hmm. this is obviously a very Republican state mm-hmm. yourself to spoil it for our listeners I know you didn't vote Republican no, you I didn't vote Democrat either yeah, so yeah. Um, I mean this is this has just got to be probably is this the most fascinating election you've ever seen in your entire life I would say the most fascinating election and I'm not I'm not ter- terribly old I'm only 38 but I thought when Obama won the first time around, that was that was incredible because I, I, I think that opened the door to a whole large swat uh, percentage of the population to say yes, you can be president. Mm-hmm. And he was such a he's such a dynamic uh, politician. He's such an incredible speaker. He's so charismatic, and and I don't think either one of the candidates we've had this time around are at that level that Obama's at. Now, it would be nice to see Clinton elected because as the father of daughters, even though I don't particularly trust her and I don't particularly care for her, seeing her elected would be to watch girls, young girls, look at the president and see a woman. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really inspiring and an awesome thing for them to see. It's looking like that's not going to happen right now. They're going to look at their president and see someone who, who I think views women as property, which is more of the status quo. Um, and that's that, that's kind of a sad thing. Mm. Uh, really, it is. So the only positive out of that is future game show hosts will be watching this going, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Jeff Probst is going right now, I can run. Yes. I'm going to run in 2020. The tribe has spoken, America. I'm, I mean, well, as I keep trying to say to people, like, you think it's bad now. In 2020, we could be having Trump versus Kanye West. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> no, I, I, I hope what happens is is they look at this election and, and, and legitimate politicians that have some really good ideas and, and are strong leaders look at things and go, okay, we can't do things like business as usual. Mm-hmm. We've got to, the, the, the country's changing, so we've got to adapt to that. I think the problem that when Trump was in the primaries, the other candidates didn't know how to react to him. 
Because he'd just say things like, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. And they're like, oh, they're so buttoned up politicians. And it took them so long to figure out, how do we deal with this guy? And it was way too late. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whoever, I think whoever wins, and it's looking like it's going to be Trump. Um, but you know, again, this podcast could air and, and, you know, it could be Hillary Clinton. But I'm just telling you what it's looking like now at 10 o'clock on election night. And um, it looks like it's going to be Donald Trump is going to be the president. But... Um, Really, it's. I think whoever wins is going to be a one-term president, and uh, we're going to see hopefully a better choice next time around. Just quickly, uh, I believe you interviewed Obama, but a very long time ago, pre-president Obama. Yeah, yeah, I, I interviewed him when he was running for the U.S. Senate in Illinois, and um, I remember the interview like being like, "Dang, this guy is on point! Mm -hmm. Holy cow!" I mean, he has a way to connect with people. And I think that's, I don't think Trump connects with people. I think he just gets people pissed off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you can get people pissed off, you can get them to go to the ballot box and say, mm -hmm. they took our country away and we're going to get it back. Yeah. I don't think anybody really likes Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Would you leave your kids home alone with Donald Trump? <laughs> you absolutely would not. No. And I don't think anybody likes Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're, kind of skeezy like i said it's kind of got a little you know so you've got two people that no one really likes where obama people like him and rightfully so whether you agree with his politics or not anyone that says he's not a good candidate and he's not a good speaker and he's not a dynamic person you're a moron mm -hmm. you're letting your politics you know shade reality the fact of the matter is the guy's the guy oozes charisma mm -hmm. and i don't i think it's going to be a long time before we see uh someone like him in the in the white house which is a shame it's a shame to see that but yes uh we we're going to keep watching this and uh see eventually uh, and again you're listening to this right now you know the result i mean you know we, we might not still have a result by the time this, and we don't know that uh but we're watching this with with beta breath ryan thank you for your insight in this uh very fun and interesting and fascinating issue well, hey, no problem, and thanks for, for being here on my couch. I think as we were talking about this the other day, how you know people think the world is this big, scary place, and here you are. We met over the phone. like We talked to each other twice over the phone, yeah, and then yeah. you're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go couch surf in America. Has anyone got a couch? I'm like, yeah, come on over. Well, We'd never met before. You've been on, this is the second night you're staying on my couch. And, and, here and I think it's a great example of how awesome the, the world really is and how wonderful people really are when you get past all the fear and all the you know the pandering of, of politicians you realize that there's a whole lot of good people in the world that just you know are good people and i wasn't afraid to come here even with donald trump <laughs> perhaps being president and i've been warned by the department of foreign affairs of australia to be careful and be ready to leave how crazy is that that's 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 no joke you were showing me that that article about uh, Australia saying, "Hey, get get ready to leave in case it gets crazy here." Yeah. I don't think it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy here. Well, I, we, you, we, I mean, we'll see tomorrow morning when we go to the radio shoot exactly. if they're burning it down. Like, oh, the media caused this. The media caused Trump to get in. Screw you. We'll, we'll find out. I guess at three a.m. <laughs> I think it's crazy though because you were telling me how how uh, wrapped up in, in in American politics Australia is. Now people are following it. Now your local newspapers covering it, and it makes me feel almost bad because no one in america cares really 
about Australian politics. I think that's sad. Probably a lot of people in Australia at the moment don't care about Australian politics. Well, so. yeah. We were talking earlier, and I, and I was like, okay, who's the Prime Minister of Australia? I'm like, oh, I know it's not uh, Gerard, and, and I know it's not uh, Tony Abbott. Oh, God, who is it? And, and that's sad. Do you, do you remember? I did tell you today. Do you remember his name? God, I, I forgot his name already. I forgot his name already. Malcolm Turnbull. I'll edit it later. You can say it now. And Malcolm Turnbull. Oh, you got it. Well done. Look at that. You know. You That's know. an Australian name, Malcolm Turnbull. Malcolm, right Malcolm Turnbull, yes. Yeah, and yeah. You, you look at him. He's he's actually very wealthy, very, you know, businessy yeah. and very, like, he's not very Australian, but, yeah. you know, he. I mean, Julia Gillard was very Australian. Yeah, like, she yeah. sounded like that. But yeah. um, we don't have Barry Jones in just quite yet. <laughs> you, I mean, you know Barry Jones, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do, but I I, I do think that's one of the things that I'm. I, I, I wish we would do more here. We'd be more involved with and know what's going on and be able to say like and have an interest in in politics from other parts of the world. Like mm -hmm. like you know, Australia is an ally of the United States in, in a lot of things, and we should know. We should care who the prime minister is. Same thing with England. We should know and care who the prime minister is. We should know who's running France. We should know. You know who's in charge of of our allies, and and even countries we're not too fond of. We should have a vested interest. This 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 ecocentric um, attitude that we have in the United States, where we're the only ones that matter, is so stupid. And I mm -hmm. wish people would start, you know, winning or would start, you know, viewing the world as a much bigger place than just the United States of America. I mean, look at Canada. I mean, we have two crap candidates running and you look at Canada and they have uh, Justin Trudeau who is phenomenal his father was an incredible prime minister who really changed the face of Canada and, and turned Canada into this this multi this place that embraces multiculturalism this place that respects the, the first nations the place that uh, you know has incredible health care people always rip on you know Canadian health care the fact of the matter is they have it. Mm -hmm. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are you are you constantly standing in line for health care services and are you sick and dying because of government health care? No. But yet if, if I if I trip over and break my leg in the cotton on an ambulance, I get in, get fixed, done, and I have to pay a cent for it. Exactly. Where if that happened here, we'd have insurance companies and you have to have this and you have to do this and it's 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 sad that people like look at that like, Oh, you got your crappy government health care. Why is it? that we think in the United States like if you're sick you're on your own mm. shit you shouldn't have broke your leg yeah you but you know and that they they it's not that they they they, they rape you on the prices mm -hmm. i mean that's you look at the prices like what it costs for drugs in australia as opposed to the united states same damn thing mm -hmm. one's way more expensive yeah and why are we okay with that and and you look at at you know the like some of canada Trudeau's dad pointed it in the right direction and that's in the right direction again. England after the Second World War said, listen, we gotta take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And so they, they established the National Health Service. We're never gonna do that. And it's fascinating because um you know, we get the whole Obamacare system, we look, we see all that, and then even being here in the last few weeks talking to people about Obamacare and getting a better understanding about it, like how it is and how it's run. And it's um, when I came here to get travel insurance, I had to pay the same rate as if I was going to, like, an African country, like, because they look at it and, like, well, you're going to America, mate, you break your leg, you're screwed. So <laughs> if you're going to Sudan or America, same difference to us, you're going to pay the same, you know, excess and rate and everything along those lines, which it's crazy because, you know, 
I mean, America runs the world, right? And yet, mm-hmm. I guess if I break my leg here, I've got to, you know, have a lot of money. It's this, it's this rugged independence, which is silly. And I think we need to have an attitude of we're all in this together. I, I like... I, I'd like to think that we would take care of our neighbors, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be, ah, you're on your own, mm-hmm. you know? And I'd be glad to pay more money in taxes if, that, if I knew that money was going to help those in need. Because, you know, we have this idea in, in America that, well, you're lazy, get a job. Mm-hmm. The world's not that simple. It's not just as simple as get a job or get another job. There are people that are working and working two or three jobs that don't get health care. Mm-hmm. They can't afford it, you know? And so we got to stop this idea of, you know, get a job, get a better job. Because that's based on the idea that there's all these great jobs just sitting there unfilled. <laughs> it's, it's not that simple. And then there's a whole other issue. And, yeah, it's it's easy to think that. But uh, just quickly, actually, uh, we will say right now in the space of recording this, Clinton has retaken the lead. She's just won California. Yeah. But, I mean, considering that had 55 votes or 55 you know she's easily going to take the lead there but um we're still glued to this this is i wish this was live i yeah i know it's 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 kind of crazy and and the way i look at it is you know tomorrow morning 50 percent of the population is going to be pissed yeah oh my god they're going to be sad and when when obama was elected i remember uh, people with the conservative you know, Republicans and, and conservative people being like, oh, it's the end of the world. He's going to take away all of our guns. He's going to, you know, he's going to put us in concentration camps. I remember that. That was true. People thought he was going to put conservatives in concentration camps. Wow. And they were they were scared for that. Like, how would you do that? Everyone who's got a conservative put a C on their arm and then we'll <laughs> round you up and take you to Idaho. Um, <laughs> but and you see the same thing here. I, I think it's easy to overreact and I, I don't think I think Donald Trump talks a lot and says things that people want to hear, but I don't I don't see him evacuating, uh, you know, massive immigrant de- deportation of, of illegal immigrants. I don't see him banning all Muslims. I don't see him doing anything he says. He just says whatever he needs to say to get elected. And it looks like it possibly could be working. I know. Which, is, which, I mean, you're saying, like, as you said, like, hopefully in four years' time we get somebody better along, but you just got to hope the opposite doesn't happen, that you have somebody even more outlandish coming along, like, Muslims, Trump said you'd get rid of them, I'm just going to nuke all of Muslim land. You know, even less educated and all that sort of stuff. So it could go the other way. It could. It could go way the other way. I, I don't know how um, we would find a, a two worse candidates than what we have this time. I mean, it really would be hard. I'm trying to think of who, would, who could run. Well, Kanye that. West. <laughs> Kanye West would run, and maybe uh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Oh man! <laughs> well, actually, she'd be the first lady. Oh God! Have we ever figured out why Kim Kardashian is famous? Have we? Have we done the math? Has the research been done? She had sex on camera. <laughs> That's like, do you, you would remember? I mean, this this just quickly. This is what happens on the brink. We start talking about the U.S. election, and we get on topic to Kim Kardashian. Yeah, all right, yeah, this yeah, is this yeah. is what we do. Yeah. But um. I'm sure you remember when Paris Hilton first came out with A Simple Life. Yeah. People were asking the same questions. Why is Paris Hilton? What has she done? I respect Paris Hilton more because she at least went out there and tried to sing. She tried to mm-hmm. act. She yeah. tried to do a legitimate yeah. career, yeah. failed miserably, and now she's doing it. She's a DJ. I think yeah. she's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. What has Kim Kardashian done? Like put a name on every product in the history of humankind and had a reality show, which is like I would rather sit in a room with – I would rather put Donald Trump in control of my children than <laughs> watch the Kardashians. That's how bad I hate that show. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't get it. I think it's one of those things like it's like look at these despicable 
despicable people <laughs> and how, how how stupid they are. And do, do you do you think do you think that her whole kidnapping thing in Paris was just a secret thing to get extra ratings? Yeah, I would not put it past them. Mm. I, I I don't want to because you know that if that did happen to her and she, horrible. She, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they imagine mm. that happening, mm-hmm. especially with your, your your kids and and all that, and so that that's scary to happen. But say saying that. It wouldn't shock me if the story. She pulled a she pulled a lochty. Right. Yeah. If if, <laughs> if if that came out, I wouldn't go. What? I never would have thought she would have done that. I'd be like, yeah, kind of figured. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, well, Ryan, look, we've covered it. Anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Um, how are you liking the United States? How's you liking your trip? Loving it, loving it. I love this country. It's yeah. it's great. Um, you know, we went to Kentucky today, and mm-hmm. again, like I didn't see any fried chicken, but yeah. um, you know, I I just can never generally just drive to another state in twenty minutes. So um, it's 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 crazy. But no, I'm loving it. It's great. I've never thought in my life I'd come to Tennessee, and here I am. I've been here for you know close to a week, and I'm loving it. Well, it's it's good. It's it, you know Tennessee's a nice state, and it's um people in, people in the south. Are very friendly, mm-hmm. and I, I like that. I, I like the, the friendly people here, and and there really is some beautiful terrain. You were in Knoxville, and it's gorgeous out there. I mean, we're kind of in the in the you know, flat part of Tennessee here, but there's some beautiful mountains in Tennessee. I saw I saw about five minutes of Nashville, and that seemed quite nice. I'm going to see more of it obviously later on yeah, this week, yeah. but. Um, yeah, Knoxville. I mean, again, like I went to a yeah college football, ninety-eight thousand people for a, a school game, and you know we'd that's be lucky to get nine people. <laughs> that's that's a trip to see, you know, American football uh, with that many people and the excitement of a college game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a chance to see, um, uh, I see with uh, Mexico, the Mexican national soccer team played. Uh, a game, an exhibition match against New Zealand in Nashville. <laughs> wow, that was great to be there. Was that the recent one where I think it was a draw? Was that recently, no, or was this a long time ago? It was um, the final score. I think was like two to one or something. Okay. Okay. And um, it was the the stadium was about forty thousand people, wow. and uh, thirty thousand were were of of Mexican heritage. <laughs> and so it was like being in a game in Mexico, and it was so cool to see. There, that. there wouldn't even be ten thousand New Zealanders who know what soccer is. Oh, that's what that sport. That's not rugby. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that would I would love to go to a a soccer game. But yeah, like. The, the band wouldn't stop playing during this and, you know, just, just everything that they're playing and just the, the, on the field. And I'm, of course, fixated by cheerleaders because we don't have cheerleaders in Australia and they're right in front of us. I'm like, hey, cheerleaders, look at them, there they are. And <laughs> Because two guys smashing into each other is not enough. We have to have scantily clad women shaking in front of you to get you entertainment well, you, you, as well. You guys are wearing helmets and padding. I mean, come on, you know, like, we don't do that in Australia. We're tough. Like, we just, we just hurt each other anyway. But... Um, it's crazy. It's and like going to a merchandise store and you know this massive shop of just all this Tennessee Vol stuff and it's like this is for basically your school team. Like mm-hmm. you know the University of Tasmania. I, I don't know anything that says the University of Tasmania because we have no school pride. And here you are, like I'm buying a T-shirt from another university. It's like it's crazy. Did you did you have that at your college? Like was yours like that? Um, not really. My my wife went to a. A college that was pretty, you know, exciting. The one we have here in town, um, Austin P State University, is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bad in basketball, mm-hmm. but football. I don't think they've won a game in four seasons. Right. Wow. Yeah, they're they're, they're really good at losing. So I could get a geek on the team. Even. <laughs> don't know the rules that well, but you know, an Australian, you'd probably know how to play rugby. I'm on board. Put the Aussie in there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah you, you couldn't hurt. It couldn't be any worse. You know right. than what we have right now. But uh, yeah, but that that is fun to see. I actually um, 
I grew up in Wisconsin following the Green Bay Packers, and that that is a team that uh, it's like a religion. You know, we live in Wisconsin, you watch the Packers. Remember the cheese on the head, right? Yeah, the cheese heads, yeah. yeah. So they're actually coming to Nashville um, to play the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, and I have tickets, so it'll be my first chance seeing the Packers play in person. So I'm pretty excited about that. So as a fan, you've never actually seen them play? Well, no, because, I mean, the tickets for their their home games are sold out years in advance, and the waiting list to be on season tickets is like... 40 years long. Wow. I, I put in my name now, I'd get tickets when I'm 80. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. Wow. So it's going to be a pretty big deal then come Sunday. Yeah, it's gonna be, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and I, I, it'd be nice if they win, but if they don't, I mean, just to have the opportunity to take my son, who's a Packers fan, and my dad, who's a Packers fan, to the game, it's just... Just kind of share that together. I, I, you probably, I, I, I would think maybe like a soccer or rugby team. If you're that passionate about it, it'd be that kind of level. Yeah, of, we, well, we actually were kind of like an example. Like, I mean, my team in the AFL, Australian football, Carlton. Like, I've, I've seen plenty of games that you know Melbourne's hub of it, but um, they actually came to. Tasmania because we have we don't have a team but we have a couple of teams that come down and play a few home games in Tasmania and one of the teams Hawthorne who play in the north of our state about two hour drive from where I am Carlton actually came and played a game there yeah. this year first yeah. time they've ever played like a proper full season game in Tasmania they've played practice games before but not like a full one and you know drove up there my dad couldn't come with because he's a big Carlton fan but um you know we're, we're a pretty poor team Hawthorne three-time champions, you know, one of the best teams in the league, and we gave them a run for their money. We, we got pretty close, and we only lost by, like, 20 points, which is good for us. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's probably a lot in American football, but AFL was pretty close. So, you know, it, it was decent. So that's what, you, that's what you get when you support a team like mine. You just have hope for a day. Yeah. And, oh, we nearly won. Well, here's the thing. You know, when I was growing up, the Packers were awful. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely dreadful. And uh, they just sucked year after year after year after year after year. And then they got kind of good. And there's nothing better than being there through all those bad years. And then when they do get a good year, it's like doubly good. Because you're not like a bandwagon jumper. And you're not like, oh, they're, I'm, they're good. I'm going to follow them. You're like, Stop I was them. there when they didn't win a game. Mm. You know, I was there when they were just awful mm-hmm. and now they're good this is great it's kind of the opposite for my team because like we're statistically the most successful team in the history of our competition and growing up as a young boy like we were winning all the time we were always up the top and i was nine years old uh, no eight years old when we won well we call it the premiership so just yeah. your version of a championship and I, I remember it vividly like at the time it was the most successful season ever like we only lost two games all year we were dominant and it's now been 21 years since we've won one and like it's this is the most unsuccessful period in the history of the Carlton Football Club. We were on the bottom of the ladder for most of the 2000s and now we're back on the bottom of the ladder after a couple of years where we kind of started to go up and then we've just dropped right back down again. So, it's yeah, it's, it's the opposite really for me that I was used to that success and now it's like, what's going on? We're losing. <laughs> well, when they do win again, it's going to feel great yeah. because you've been there through all those horrible seasons where you're like, oh, this team is so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I have a very bad track record when it comes to supporting teams. Like our, our national rugby competition, uh, my team, the Cronulla Sharks, 50 years in the competition, never won a premiership until this year. And I luckily got to go to the championship game. It was all by pure luck wow. that they made it because I'd already had my ticket and they got lucky they made it. And I was there and they won first time in 50 years in their history. And it was to be there and the atmosphere it was yeah. it was pretty cool so that one you know like yeah the the feeling when you're there and your team wins and again as i said i'd 
don't have a lot of luck with my teams in my lifetime winning championships. So when they do, I, I make the most of it. Well, well, you're young, so you got plenty of time for them <laughs> to get better. You know, there's nothing to worry about. To enjoy that. I'm not a Cubs fan. I had to wait 108 years for. <laughs> you know, there were people who were like born and died between when they even won. I mean, is it anyone? Of course, there wouldn't be anyone alive since they last won. I mean, only 109 year olds remembering as a one year old when they won the I, World I, Series. I, I doubt it. And there's probably one person that's full of shit that's claiming yeah. it. Like I remember. I was there. I was a young boy. It's like, no, you weren't. Yeah. But uh, there's someone claiming it. You know, and and the, the, you can't call that person out. Yeah. yeah. You can't say, come on. Because they're old. They got to respect. Right. You got to you got to respect them. So. Yeah. And and I I think you know what I think I might be that old guy someday. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I was there when they last won, and no I one's going to call you. I remember when Trump went. Oh, don't be stupid. Right. Right. So. Man, who knows? I, I really thought, Ben, I thought my normal bedtime, because doing a morning radio show, I get up early, is like 7.30, right? And so uh, I really thought I'd be in bed like by 8 or 9. But here it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's 10.20, and uh, we still don't have a winner, man. Well, you, as I said, you'll be getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning still checking your phone. Have we got a winner yet? We got a winner yet? What's going on? So, uh, I know, it's crazy. I'm, I'm going to crash on the couch up here with Ben in my in my. <laughs> Living room. It's going to be Ben and I on the couch watching the election. You will remember this. I remember 2016. I was on the couch with an Australian, and we didn't even know who won. Oh, it's it, yeah. It's, it's going to be even probably the most memorable uh, election ever because it's not many elections you can have a, a, a you know, an Aussie sitting on your couch who who I will say. Um, Knowing you for all of the 10 minutes before you, I said, come sleep on my couch, I'm glad you're here. It's been great having you here. It's been a lot of fun. Well, usually on the third night's when I turn crazy and start like That's why you're sleeping in, inviting, the, inviting the hookers over and stuff like that and, <laughs> and destroying your kids' you know, future and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, you're kicking me out tomorrow night. Okay, so how have my ki- be honest. How have my kids been? They've been good. They've been great. I've been surprised incredibly about how much Cohen knows about Survivor and... You know, it's just like literally I'm in the car with like because Ryan's wife, Caroline, picked me up from the airport. Uh, the, not the airport, the, uh, the bus, bus term. Station. Christina. It's Christina. Yeah. I want to say Caroline. I'm thinking I'm looking at Caroline on there. Christina. I got the C right. Yeah. yeah sorry. Um, and then on the way back through, um, yeah, Cohen's sort of like you know, talking to me about Survivor. And I'm like, you know, testing my knowledge on everything. And I, I think even you didn't know we knew that much about Survivor. I had no idea. Apparently, I know now what he's watching on Hulu. Yes. He's watching old episodes of Survivor. Well, I mean, he could be watching worse shows. I mean, that's, he could be watching The Apprentice with Donald Trump. <laughs> or the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's just not on. That's just completely not on. But yeah, and I asked him, like, because, yeah, Gretchen, uh, you, you'll meet Gretchen on this podcast, you know, formerly on Survivor, of course. Um, I said I said to Carl, like, did you, did you know Gretchen was on Survivor? I was like, yeah, I went back and saw her season. So it's funny because he didn't know, and so he's known Gretchen. Well, he's twelve years old. He's known Gretchen for eleven years, and so he just a couple years ago watched her season, and he didn't know how it turned out. And so when he saw the episode finally, when she was voted off, he was mad. Oh, like Dad, they voted off Gretchen. That happened before you were born. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. And I mean, did you you did you see Gretchen on Survivor before you knew Gretchen? You know, the true story. Um, when that show was on, when it became a, you know kind of a big deal, I was working nights uh, on a radio station in Springfield, Illinois, and I I couldn't watch it because I was working nights, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of you know for my friends talk about it and all that stuff. And I remember when I interviewed for this job here. The boss said to me, he goes, you ever listen to, you ever watch Survivor first season? 
we got one of the contestants, Gretchen. Most people thought you should have won. I was like, yeah, I watched every episode. I loved her because I wanted the job. <laughs> yeah, just, just along with it. Well, when I was just saying with Tanya, who was on Survivor, she was like second boot on the fifth season. And yeah. we met a couple of people and like, you know, yeah, she was on Survivor. Oh, how did you go? Yeah. And I just had a cut and like, she won. She won a season. Yeah. Like, really? And Tanya's like, no, 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 be silly. I didn't win. I didn't win. And so it's, it's fun to play that up yeah. a bit. It is, a, it is kind of fun to play it up a bit. But, you know, it's one thing that it, um, her podcast would be much more listening to than this one um but uh you know she looks at it like it's a month of her life but yet people are still very excited about that one month and think about think about you do something for 30 days and then it still defines you 12 13 14 15 years later I mean, that's kind of wild to think that that small part of your life will have such a big impact on your life well i had a person message me today who literally asked dude you're with gretchen get an autograph for me and i said that to gretchen she's like oh please you know my autograph you don't need my autograph and i i have nowhere near the the this status of, of of gretchen you know oh lies i was with you today all day people were stopping you in the street oh my god it's right like people always say, "Hey, you're are you that guy?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm I'm Cohen and Ava and Evelyn's dad. You know, that's that's that's, that's who I am." So, but uh, yeah, she's she's cool, and I you, you're gonna like because her house is very eclectic. You're gonna dig that. You need to do like a like a visual podcast, oh, like an MTV Cribs of her house because it's really pretty cool. I will. Well, I actually went to a thrift store with her today. So she is a thrifting queen. Ask her on this podcast. Ask her. Um, to tell you about the time that she found uh, the bag of teeth, bag of teeth, and the the Tom of Finland painting. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean that sells itself in the story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole episode yeah. in itself, right yeah, there. So. Bag of teeth and the Tom of Finland. Tom of Finland, who I had no idea who that was. Apparently, he was a big underground gay artist in the '60s and '70s, I think. And his stuff is very rare right. and very valuable, and she just happened to stumble upon one and had no idea what it was. Ask her that. It'll be a great story for your podcast. Better than Trump becoming president, like <laughs> Tom of Finland and, and Bag of Teeth. I mean, right, exactly. I'm down. I'm down. Well, I think we're going we're gonna to cut this segment right now. We're, again, this is, what you ha- this is what happens on the brink. Like, again, Hamish and Andy have got nothing on us because they do these things like staying on topic and talking about the same thing. But, I mean, you'd know what it all is. Like, yeah. oh, let's stay on topic between talk breaks. But it's like, yeah, who cares? We started off with the election and we're talking about the Tom of Finland. I think a normal conversation flows to many different places. Yes. And I think the, uh, you know, just keeping it on one to- topic is like, okay, that's, that's, that's being radio y. Let's, let's just say 2008. Yeah. It's not 2008. This is 2016. America is about to elect a game show host <laughs> as, their, as their leader for Pete's sake. The world has changed. Very much so. Uh-huh. Ryan, thank you. Gracias. It's been fun. It's a lot of fun, Ben. Thanks for coming to the house, and uh, it's a pleasure being on your podcast. We're still here in Clarksville in beautiful Tennessee, and, uh, of course, we've already heard from one half of the dynamic breakfast duo of Ryan and Gretchen in the mornings on Q108. Uh, we've heard from Ryan. Now it's time to hear from uh, the wonderful Gretchen Cordy. You might remember her from such show as Survivor Borneo, but uh, most people here know her from Ryan and Gretchen. First of all, Gretchen, welcome to The Brink. I never noticed how much you used your hands when you talk. <laughs> it's funny, is it? Like, ooh, I feel like I'm Italian or something. You're like, hey, here's a Gretchen. Um, I don't think I've ever realised how much it is. Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. Now, now, I mean, how often is it now that you even get introduced as Gretchen from Survivor? I mean, besides Survivor Oz, I guess it's probably been a long time someone's even said that. 
Yeah, it's the, it's uh, it's just you now. Yeah. You're the last one. <laughs> it's literally now, uh, literally. I'm mean, oh, We've talked about this so much this week. It's, it's always Ryan from Ryan and and, and Gretchen. Uh, people who uh, we're not going to talk about all Survivor here. If you really want to hear about Gretchen's time on the show, uh, Survivor Oz, you can listen to it. Plugging our own show. Sixteen years though now, Gretchen. I mean, just touching on it briefly. We, we were talking about it before, and you kind of had to think, didn't you? Like, wow, how long has it been? It's. I mean, that's a lot time that's so long ago now it's a very long time and people ask me you know, like when you do the interview or you ask me questions and i have to think like you know more about it than i do so i'm like well you tell me what happened because i can't remember <laughs> and we, we found a youtube video before of, of your vote out um which i mean is it strange to kind of look back on that now because i mean as i mean you've clearly moved on i mean it was a great part of your life of course but to see that after all these years is it strange it it's surreal. Surreal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it was fun to watch. And, you know, as, um, like, you have a different perspective now. When you're there and it happens, you have one perspective, you know, watching it air, referring to it later. And now 16 years later, it's a whole different, you see yourself as, it's almost like watching a video of yourself as a kid, opening a Christmas present or something, you know, and you, now with your life experience, you're looking at it through different eyes. And that's how I see it now, yeah. And it opened big doors for you, of course. I mean, you know, you are the, the, the star of radio here in uh, Clarksville with, with Ryan and Gretchen in the morning. And, and you, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday uh, when we were at lunch. And, I mean, you never yourself, I guess, thought you'd ever get into radio. I mean, this is something that you were offered. You, you've done it now for so much time. Uh, are, are you glad that you've stuck with it this long? I mean, you obviously you enjoy it to clearly have stayed with it for this amount of time. Yeah, it's not something I ever envisioned myself doing, but I'm not one to ever say no to an offer. So when they said, you want to try it out? Yes. And then 15 years. So, yeah, I enjoy it. The hours are kind of, you know, but then you get off, you have the whole rest of the day and like, you know yourself, it's, it's, uh. It's an unusual job, but it's it's a fun job, yeah. The, the, the clear difference, though, is that, I mean, you're going to bed at, like, 7.38. I mean, I, I still went to bed last night at, what, like, 11.30, 12, when I was up at 3. I mean, I don't think you can handle the three-hour sleep pattern. <laughs> no, I, you know, if I have to do that, and once in a while something will come up where you have to stay up late at night, I find that the next day half my brain is gone. And mm. so not only is it gone for me, it's gone for everybody that's listening as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there was that little event this week about a certain somebody getting elected uh, we don't need to go into that i mean we talked over that with with ryan and and weekends um you know even then you, you don't stay out that late like i mean is it do you add an extra hour at least to your bedtime like hey nine o'clock on a saturday i can stay up a little bit later no i add an extra hour to the sleep in right that's where the extra hour comes in no because i find that you you pretty much have to stay on schedule because mm-hmm. you can't go party at night on a saturday night and then recuperate in time for monday morning to be on you know mm-hmm. Do, have you found sort of with your time on, on the radio in kind of how it's, it's developed? I mean, you've been with Ryan for pretty much that whole time, haven't you, that you, you've been doing that. I mean, do you find yourself, because, I mean, you've had various careers over the years that looking back on it, you, you wish maybe this is something you could go and experience in other places, or is, is Clarksville the perfect place for you to do this and you wouldn't really want to spread your roots out into other areas to do what you're doing? I don't know. I mean, I, my kids are just now at the point where, you know, my son's in the military and my daughter just got married. And so 
you know, I kind of, after being in the military for so long, kind of owed it to them to have a stable place, and this made it possible, and it was, it was, it was really nice to have that. You know, from here, where to go, I don't know. But so far, so good. And I guess you never imagined you'd be doing it for this long as well. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Because every job before then, you know, because I'm always moving, had been a short thing. And so this is the longest job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Clarksville, it's, it's, a, it's a nice place. I really, really do enjoy it here. I mean, for people listening, I think I mentioned with Ryan, it's what, about an hour outside of Nashville. You know, it's, it's, it's a small place. But it's just kind of like a Hobart, you know, in, in a way. Do you, do you find that... Given given that it's a smaller community with your listeners, that you feel closer to your listeners? Because I guess if you were in Nashville, you know, there's a city of, I'm guessing, a million, couple of million people, uh, that there's more options in a way. But I guess because there's so much more people, it's harder to connect, but you're in a smaller community. Do you find that when you get to meet the listeners and everything like that? One thing I remember about when they gave you the initial, um, oh, it was like a questionnaire uh, for Survivor, and I think this was like at the final drawdown or something, and you were supposed to, it told a lot about yourself, and then one of the questions I asked was like, if you could hold political office, would you be like president, would you be senator, would you be, you know, mayor? the final one was mayor, and I chose mayor, and you had to put down why, and I said, because it'd be nice to be in touch with the people that you were representing, so that you could do a good job with it, know what they needed, know what holes needed to be filled. And I kind of feel that way here, too. It says, I, I know it's nice to be local, and if there's a problem in town, you can address that problem in town. And, um, and I think that would get lost with a bigger market. I don't know, because I've never l- worked in a bigger market, but I, I do. I enjoy it. I do, you know, being able to have a problem be brought to us. Maybe someone needs a wheelchair ramp or, you know, and then being able to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's the kind of thing that gets lost in larger markets is those uh, small touches with the community. Yeah. I believe that's how Donald Trump got elected when he was on The Apprentice. Mark Burnett had the same form. What would you like? President. So they've kept that aside, you know. So you might get to be mayor of Clarksville based on that. <laughs> well, what, stranger things have happened. <laughs> we can say that. We can say that now, can't we? Because I will, I mean, just really quickly, I guess when we were talking to Ryan, we recorded that when it was sort of halfway. We were saying, oh, it looks like we could have a Trump uh, as president. And I guess experiencing what I've experienced the last couple of days, everyone's just in shock. Like, how did this happen? And, I mean, you're not a Trump supporter. You're one of those people like, how did this happen? When do you think Americans are going to be like, I guess they're trying to do that now, like, Donald Trump is our president? <laughs> like, is it going to be when he puts the wall up or something like that? Like, how the hell did we make this happen? I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's a lot smarter than that. I really do. I think... You know, he's shocked us many times to this point, and I, I have a kind of a feeling that he's going to want to do a good job. And, and that's my hope, is that when he gets there, I mean, like, I was a Bernie Sanders fan. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but, the, you know, that time has passed. And um, I think there's one thing you can say about America is that it's extremely resilient. Mm-hmm. And, and it's people with kind of a can-do attitude, and I know that... Um, you know, overseas they look at us and, but we're kind of those people that stumble and we get back up on our feet and that's not, that's not always the case with countries. You see people stumble and it takes them a long time, but we're, 
I, I don't know, maybe because the type of people that came here in the first place were the type of people that thought like, well, you know, to hell with it. We're going to have hardships and we're going to climb mountains and we're going to get to the West Coast and, um, and, and we'll make it work. And I think that's what we've always done is we make it work. And one thing I'll say, uh, this morning I had the, the honour of going to a, a middle school assembly uh, to do with Veterans Day and you know, there's, there's, there's even like I've been to big events in America. There's pomp and pageantry, like you know, America, we're we're great, and like even in the school, like these are what like years sixes to eights, like young sort of young teenagers essentially or older children, and you've got the national anthem, you've got the pledge of allegiance, you've got you know songs and the military people there showing them. Everyone's so passionate and proud, and it's just brought in like Australia. We we don't have that. Like it's just like eh. You know, we're Australia, whatever, crikey, we've got dangerous animals. And that's what I love about America. And that's what you're saying about, like, we're resilient. Like, to me, it's a strange thing. Donald Trump is president. But I, I agree with you. I think from an outsider's perspective, I think, and as Australians saying, she'll be right, mate. Like, y- you'll do well. I, yeah, I think, um, and when you see the discourse that happened and happened over the last year and a half, basically, um, and people look from the outside, and it's it's kind of like um, you know it, it's your it's like your family, mm-hmm. and and my brother and I can have a horrible drag down fight, um, but don't you say anything about my brother, you know? Because it, when it comes down to it, we love each other, we'll fight for each other, uh, but we have all very strong opinions about things, which I think is one of the things that makes us great. Sometimes it gets a little out of hand, like it did. But this morning, I I printed out an article. I was going to talk about it on the air, and we just never got around to it. And the reason I printed it out was because um, I think it was about... Uh, it was some place in Canada or it was Iceland or something and they were like come here we you know if you stay here for five years you can keep the piece of land that we give you and it was like all this we have a job for you so it was almost like as long as you don't have a criminal record we welcome you and it was a beautiful beautiful island and it, it would be some place that I would want to live you know mm-hmm. and so I printed it out thinking oh I'm going to read about this and all of a sudden I got very sad thinking like why would I ever I would be there and I would look at America and think about America just like you're going off to college and your family's at home and you can't wait to get home for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. you know and I, and I think people miss that from looking outside in you miss that whole um, um, that when it comes down to it we're family and the, the 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 person that you interviewed outside the voting booth, you know, we might not look like brother and sister, we might not act like brother and sister, but I will defend him to the end. Yeah. You know, if I needed to re-enlist in the military for his rights, I would do that. And, and I guess I, I get that too. Like, I'm proud to be Australian. I, of course I want to live in America. I want to go outside and this, but... I don't think I would ever want to become a citizen of another, like maybe a dual citizen of a country, but I'm too proud to be Australian to ever just like, eh, Australia, go away. Like, I would always want to retain that. So I wish Australians were more like that. We were more, we showed pride in the way that Americans, because I mean, a lot of Australians are like, ah, oh, Americans, they're arrogant, they're so up themselves. I'm not, I don't see it that way. I see it as pride in your country, and to me, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you have to have pride in your country. Yeah. You know, you have to think the best of it. And I think if you think the best of it, you'll get the best out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have to. You have to be proud to be Australian. Be proud to be Australian. Absolutely. You got the great accent and Hugh the Jackman. 
<laughs> Hugh Jackman's your go-to, isn't he? He's your go-to. Yes, he, yeah. he's, he's the one sort of, you know, co- since I guess Steve Irwin sadly passed away 10 years ago, he's probably the one celebrity that everyone in Australia is like, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Whereas, you know, still, people still hate Russell Crowe, even Nicole Kidman people. Mm, Nicole Kidman. Like, Kate Blanchett has people who don't really like her and... I can name every Australian. I mean, Chris Hemsworth, I guess, you know, I mean, he's Thor, he's hot, whatever, but he's related to... I mean, no one knows who Liam Hemsworth is. Uh, it's, it's strange. But, yeah, Hugh Jackman, if he... I mean, if he ran for Prime Minister, he could he could be like, oh, I'm going to build a wall, I'm going to deport the Muslims. And people are like, oh, Hugh, we love you, do it, I don't care. I... I just hope that one day he doesn't come out to be like a child predator or something. Yeah, well, you'll exactly. be you'll be crushed. Well, we we had we had this very famous Australian like singer called Rolf Harris. He was like he was just this old sort of he was like your your jokey uncle, you know. He had little songs that were silly, and he was a painter. He painted the portrait of the Queen. The Queen personally invited him, and a couple of years ago, found out that he might have done it. Got a bit inappropriate with younger girls over the years, and he's in jail now. And that went like like that. Like it's so interesting how. I mean, clearly there's a reason why. Like all of a sudden Australia turns again. I'd be a bit worried if all of a sudden Australia's like, ah, oh, so he felt up a few girls. Who cares? Like, but it's it's interesting. Like I I don't want to think about that about Hugh Gretchen. Don't make me think those thoughts. <laughs> Poor Hugh. Is it, I mean, who who is America's like? Who is the one? So I mean, I think we kind of talked about some of it, like Justin Timberlake. Everyone loves Justin Timberlake, but is there one quintessential American that everybody loves, no matter what? No. 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 <laughs> Even Justin Timberlake. No. Wow. No, I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. That's. I mean, that's crazy. I guess. I mean, you guys have a lot more people and uh, all that sort of stuff. But I mean, it's definitely not like it's not Donald Trump. <laughs> it's not Kanye West. It's you know. I'm trying to think of people like that. Like uh, Bruce Springsteen, isn't he like America? I I think we have this thing, and and maybe you know everybody does where. We, we root for the underdog. Mm-hmm. We want people to be, you know, the success story and stuff. And then when they are, we're like, eh, we're done with you. We yeah. move on to somebody else. And so- if they do something bad, it's like, ah, we'll kick them while they're down. You know, and then, oh, they're coming back again. Like, I guess, like, Britney Spears. Like, oh, she's sweet. America's sweetheart. And, oh, she's shaving her head. And, oh, this is it. Let's watch the train wreck. And, oh, she's back again. Like, it's strange, isn't it? I think, you know, we, we want them to be at the top of their game, mm-hmm. um, but, but we want to root for those people who are on their way up. And, yeah. and there's something like, we'll pick, we'll pick a little harder if you're, you know, we expect more if you're at the top of your game than if you're on your way up. And so when, when Brittany came back down again mm. and then was having a nervous breakdown or whatever, whatever was going on, um, then you want her to do well again, mm-hmm. you know. Then you, then you're then you're for her again. Then she's back up at the top of her game. She's like, yeah, she looks like she could put up, she put on a couple pounds, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's, start, it's time to pick again. Yeah, we'll um, we'll we'll think of a you know a America Hugh Jackman, but he, just don't change you. Please don't like find out that you've done those things like we 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 don't want that Christian. it's been so much fun staying here i appreciate it and uh coming the radio with with you guys every morning you've kind of said to me like well you don't have to come in ben you can sleep in and i'm like well no i miss it i want to come in i love it it's it's so much fun so thank you and i want to tell you too that those you know the day uh of the election and the two days following the election it was so nice having you in because we could talk about elections in australia we wouldn't have we didn't have to 
It wasn't Trump Central, like you didn't have to talk about it. We didn't, yeah, we could talk about it um, kind of in a roundabout way yeah. without hitting the feelings that people were having that day, and, and you could kind of express that, and, and that, was, that made it very much easier for us. So I appreciate it a lot. As, as you would say over here, you're welcome. So <laughs> thank you, Gretchen. You're not rude at all. <laughs> Welcome to New York City. We have just landed and we are in a lift heading off to Manhattan. And I would like you to meet Alicia, my, uh, my new friend from uh, Nashville, originally from Texas. And a singer, I've got a copy of your CD. So, uh, as I said, uh, when you make it really big and famous, I'm going to, yeah. you know, I would say sell it on eBay, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think I do. So, you're well, here do You're here for an award show. Yes. So, you've been nominated for a, an Independent Music Award, am yes, I right? Yes, I'm so excited. I can't believe it. <laughs> now, what do, you, what do you think your chances are of winning? You don't know? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and do you know who you're up against? Like, have you seen I, other I've people? I've checked out some of the, the, uh, the other people? artists that were nominated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, everybody sounds great, so... Are they from other parts from of like the... From, like, all over Right, okay. States, so. Okay. So, you kind of do pop music. Is that how you describe it? I mean, what yeah, would you describe pop. your sound? Uh, it, well, it's pop. <laughs> Just pop? Just pop? It's pop music. Um, some people describe it as, like, um, like, uh... A little bit of Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. um, you can definitely tell who, like, who my your influences, uh, are. influences are. Do you do you like to say who your influences are, or do you kind of I like don't, to? Because I have like I have such an array. Of, yeah. Uh, like Melissa Etheridge is a an influence. Celine mm -hmm. Dion's an influence. Um, I grew up listening to country. And yeah. So it's it's, it's like a blender. You just put really everything is, in there. It's and... like it's. Melting, it's a melting pot of all my influences, right. really. Okay, then. You know, and of course I love Mariah Carey, but yeah. I mean, I don't sound like Mariah Carey. Well, you could always. But, I mean, it's definitely. It was. It was a compliment when someone said that. Well, so. it's always good. Like you know, you always <laughs> want to hear those sort of things, so that that works out. Well, yeah. we'll be seeing big things from her in the future. Uh, and you have randomly met on a plane, and uh, now I we're can, taking an Uber together. Now we're taking or an Uber together. A lift. A lift. lift. Yes. <laughs> We don't want to offend. We don't want to offend. So, uh, yeah, welcome to New York, and thank you, Alicia, for being here, and, yeah. and good luck tomorrow night. Thank I'm sure you, you will win. I, I'm saying it right now. You will win. <laughs> Guaranteed. Still at the uh, Jets game. It is just after halftime, third quarter. Jets are leading 6-3. to three. You might recognise this man from such uh, shows as the Van Diemen's League. I was trying to go somewhere with that. It's Marcus. How you doing, Marcus? Well, thanks, Ben. How are you? I, I'm look. I'm fine. You've got yourself a complete American combo there of hot dog, fries, chicken, chicken. Pepsi. Pepsi. Do, you, do you feel very American right now doing this at the football? I do. Just after the pledge. Just after the pledge. After taking the pledge. Yes, we're we're sworn we're sworn again Americans. Does that makes sense. I think we actually joined the army by accident. Yeah. We've been stationed tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, why not? You know, they love it over here. And they just say, oh, Australians, we're going to send you away. Yeah. So, are, you enjoying, are you enjoying your first taste of uh, American football? It's been excellent so far. Yes. While I try to keep up. Yes, we are fully understanding the game. They throw the ball, they catch it. 
and they we just cheer when the crowd cheers. Yeah, exactly. It's like sheep. Yeah, it's definitely like, oh yeah, something's going on. Yeah. Uh, and you've been in New York for like a week and a bit, and yes. you go back tomorrow. I do. And your first time overseas. <laughs> yes. And now you're going to come back again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want to leave. Yeah. You it's don't. Great. Yeah. We won't tell anyone. Yeah. You went in the army now, so. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They'll anyway. I'll pay for my college. <laughs> That's yep. <laughs> exactly. You get lots of stuff apparently, and yeah, dental. Then you live under a president that no one wanted. Exactly. Can't wait. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's what we do. They talk over us. We're going to talk if we can stand up, but we're not going to do that. Make some noise. Woo! Jets! Alright. Thank you, Marcus, for joining us, and uh, go Jets. We found somebody you might be familiar with uh, here in New York. It's the one, the only, Mr. Billy Garcia. Hashtag bring back Billy. I've always got to advertise it. Oh, thank you, thank you. And in case some people forgot, I am the herpes of Survivor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But this is, I couldn't come all the way to New York City without meeting you, and this is literally a, like a two-minute meeting, because we originally planned to go, grab a slice, yep. we were going to chill, we were going to have a drink, but I was at the taping of Stephen Colbert, which went over, and you're about to see a movie in about five minutes, and I'm going to a Knicks game, so... Yeah, it, so we'll, hopefully we'll catch up during the week. Well, we'll see how we go. So, uh, but thank you for at least coming here to drop this off. And uh, what are you seeing? What, what movie are you seeing? Uh, I'm seeing a special showing of Doctor Who. So, as in like the the new one, or is this like an old one, or what? This what? is uh, they found the audio to uh, to one of the lost episodes, and so oh. they didn't. They took the audio and added animation to it. And... Sounds fancy. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to hold you up because that sounds a lot fancier than seeing a Knicks game. Um, so uh, I'm going to go to Madison Square Garden. You're going to go watch this. And uh, it's good to do this in person, mate. The herpes of Survivor and Survivor Oz. And again, we'll say it. Hashtag bring back Billy. All right. Such a fun episode to bring you. It may have been a couple of weeks, but uh, obviously you could tell there was a little bit of content to cover there, uh, including a very interesting little interview there with a couple of people in regards to the election, uh, which uh, has been very interesting over here in the USA. I'm sure we'll cover that a little bit more in the coming episodes. Right now, though, is that time of the show where I close it out by telling you to keep listening. You can subscribe via iTunes. Easiest way to do it, just search for The Brink in the iTunes store. If you do not have iTunes and you use another service head to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash the brink radio show you can find our link that will allow you to subscribe via other service our rss feed thanks to the good folk over at wooshka for providing us with a server to provide this content with you on and you can take the relevant steps there to subscribe to our feed our facebook page that i did just mention remember to like that to stay up to date with things and we'll also hopefully be having some videos that will be coming soon as well just a few little highlights over the last couple of weeks that you've missed us uh, really of what we've been up to heading to Canada now uh, for a week and then we're back here into the US so uh, hopefully it won't be as long between drinks uh, for these episodes but again stay tuned and you'll see what comes your way through your speakers. Always a pleasure having your company wherever you are listening to us in the world. Drop us a message on the Facebook page, let us know where you're listening from you can of course uh, subscribe on iTunes when you do that of course you can leave us a rating and feedback there as well we're always uh, open to hear where you are listening from and what made you listen to us because maybe you've got a gun to your head or something and somebody's telling you to listen to us which is sad but hey at least you're listening to us uh, but until we next speak again my name is Ben keep sucking those oranges Hobart and good night good night